ticket holder as Paul, and uh, and Liz, I believe that they go and and um, I just texted him and I said, "Congratulations, champions!" And he just sent a text message that, "Yeah, it's just awesome, but please pray for me because my voice has completely gone." <laughs> and anybody who's ever been to a football match and has got an enthusiastic, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it is a joy. Now we're on to Ilkeston, okay, FC. We're believing that there's going to be promotion after promotion, and they need to sign Jared up. That's what they need to do, and then we'll be, we'll be, we'll be away. We're going to continue with our, with our series uh, this morning. Uh, Phil set the, uh, the tone last week, and uh, it was the whole thought of going forward together. And it was just a very powerful illustration where he was articulating some of the factors that will help us to move forward, and we're going to address those over the coming weeks. But he said very clearly, can you remember, we're not here, but we are about here, but we need to get to here. So there's some changes that need to make, and I believe some of the changes that we need to make are extremely powerful. They're very, very simple, but it really will help us to move forward. And it's my joy this morning to be able to talk to us about the issue and the theme of trust. Trust. Just write trust if you're on your electronic device or on a notepad or whatever. We're just going to address the issue of trust this morning. This message in particular is a very, very powerful theme. The reason why I say that is because there is actually an absence of trust. Just just nudge the person next to you and said, that's true, that is, there is an absence of trust. Somebody sent me through a government report, and um, this is what the report was conducted by... um, Uh, thousands of people living in the United Kingdom. It's very, very recent. And the report was there to try and understand what people wanted that would make them happy. And this report revealed that people value meaningful, close relationships that operate with a strong sense of integrity. The top personal values selected, including caring, family, honesty, humor and fun, friendship, fairness, compassion, as well as independence, respect, and get this, trust. In contrast, when asked about the values they see operating in the nation as a whole, the picture is very different. The top values people see are bureaucracy, crime, violence, uncertainty about the future, corruption, blame, wasted resources, media influence, conflict, aggression, drugs and alcohol abuse, and apathy. So these were the aspirations, but the last list was the reality. This is what people see. And the reality is why trust is such a massive theme and why it is such a problem is because of experiences. I know across this congregation there will be people who struggle to trust. So you struggle to trust in a relationship and you automatically then bring that experience into the life of the church. If I can just say at large across the world, there are bombs that are going on at marathon finishing lines. What is all that about? 
So it's now brought us to the point where today, as the London Marathon is happening, I heard on the news, the London Metropolitan Police have had to actually bring in another 40% officers because of the issues that could be down there. Hello? There is an absence of trust. Anybody ever been to the airport recently? I tell you what, if you get into the, go into the States, if any of you are having to tra- travel into the States now, they'll be on so much, you know, they call it, don't they, amber and red and high alert. It'll be unbelievable. Anybody ever been to a football match recently? I remember the last time I actually went to a football match, I know it's, it's to my shame, but it was actually to go and see Manchester United at Old Trafford. Can you believe that Josh got this ticket and I took Isaac up there? I prayed afterwards. Steve, I, I laid hands on him and delivered it, my little boy of this. Actually, it was a great match and they won and it was terrific to see Man U win and it was just a great stadium. What I was blown away by, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen here, was many, many years ago when I went to football matches, you just walked through the turnstiles, you handed your ticket and walked in. It's not like that now. This is security even as you go through. They're checking everything. There's police everywhere. Has anybody been to a theme park recently? You used to be able to just walk in, pass your ticket, and that was it. Not now. Particularly those who've had the privilege of ever going to Disneyland, particularly in the States. They check every bag. They go through with a, with a thing in your bag to check that you're not bringing anything. We're going into a kid's theme park here. What is this saying to you? What does he say to me? Help me this morning. There's an absence of trust. Has anybody ever been to London recently? Give me a wave if you've been to... If, give me a wave if you've ever been to London. Give me a wave if you've ever been to Canary Wharf in London, which is the financial district of London. It's incredible. You think you can just walk in? You can't. You think you can just drive wherever you want? You can't. There's armored vehicles. There's checkpoints. What is all that about? An absence of trust. We live in a society where trust is just so low. Now let me take it to personally, because we've all made these statements, and I'm sorry that if you are employed by a banking institution, but we've all made the statements, including me, banks can't be trusted. If I can be as blunt as this, there's also people in the world who make this statement. Priests can't be trusted. So when I walk into the school, they don't get the thought of a pastor. All they think of is a pastor is the same as a priest. So priests, pastors, can't be trusted. Now that's because of bad experiences. But I want to tell you, this pastor can be trusted. Not everybody is out to rip us off. But I understand that personally people have had bad experiences. Then husbands who have had an affair. Or their wives has had an affair. So then it creates a mistrust. Work colleagues stab their friend in the back at work. And all this does personally now is just absolutely, it lays it as a foundation in us. That it's true. What's happening in the world is happening in my life personally, which leads me to the point that no one can be trusted. 
Have I got anybody's attention this morning? So unfortunately what happens, that can then be brought into the church. You see, we can carry this absence, mistrust, into our personal worlds. Which leads us, leads you and leads me to scrutinize everything, to be suspicious, to analyze, and to second guess. But the Bible's very, very clear that if we are going to move forward in our relationship with God, there needs to be a heightened trust, but also if we're going to live as one with one another in harmony, it only works out of what? That wasn't very, only works out of what? Trust. You've heard this said before, Phil mentioned to it last week as he was introducing it, and the eminent speaker was David Sherman, you may have remembered, but just over, approaching two years ago, Stephen, um, David came and shared from a business um, thought and then applied it biblically. And I just want to use the illustration again because it was Stephen Covey that said this, and please don't get hung up on business you know, examples and whatever, we're a church and we're a family of God, we need to read from the Bible. I'm going to read from the Bible in a few moments. But actually, there's some things that um, worldly leaders say which are incredibly wise and actually rooted in the Bible. They just don't know it. And this is what Covey says, where trust is low, so high, I don't know whether I'll get this illustration uh, perfect, but, and we've got there, I feel like Bruce Forsyth now, higher, lower, higher, lower, play your cards right. But uh, where trust is low, okay, progress is slow. So I'm going to try and draw a snail. Okay, that's the best. It looks more like a strawberry, actually. But anyway, (laughs) sorry for those over there. Okay. Slow. But what's high? Cost. Cost is high. I'll go through that again. Where trust is low, okay, progress is slow, and cost is high. If I'm being absolutely frank here, whenever we've had any difficulties in the life of this church, it's always been a trust thing. Where progress has been slow, It's always been a trust issue. I can speak now out of authority, I believe, because we've just gone through our 13 years here. I know some of you have been here a lot longer, but 13 years is a long time. I was just thinking through that I'm probably now the second longest standing pastor in the town with the other churches. There's only one other church, I believe, Mike Hutton, that will have been longer. It doesn't seem five minutes ago since we arrived. And over that 13 years, there's been, many, there's been a lot more good than bad, let me tell you. Loads more. But whenever we've been dealing with people, it's always been a trust thing. The progress has been really, really slow. And the cost has been incredibly high. I'm not talking about financial costs. I'm talking about time. Spending time. You know the most valuable thing to me? It is. It's time, Julie. I have no other thing that's of more value to me at this particular time. I'm mindful of the fact I'm 41, which you're looking on at me and saying, well, I wish I was back to 41. I had a conversation. I will say it was with Bob. We were just chatting about something, and he just made this illustration. It was really impacted to me, Bob, actually. 
of what it's just something that you said. It wasn't seen five minutes ago that you were on an Australian beach. And it's 40 years on. I'm 41. The most valuable thing I have is not my car. It's not my house. It's time. And let's face it now, guys, because I feel I could do without the notes. We don't need to be wasting time with dealing with issues that is to do with trust. Are you hearing me? You either trust us or you don't. We'll come on to that, the reasons why we can trust, because I understand trust is a big thing. But we can't spend endless hours, weeks, months, years dealing with this issue of trust. Because the progress will be so slow. And then we'll look on other churches and other leaders and we'll think, I wish we could be like that. All they've done is they've just somehow created this. Amongst the people, there's a trust. I'm not talking about perfection here. I am not perfect. But you need to know my heart for you is unwavering. I love you. I don't always get every decision right, but you need to know in every decision my heart is right. I'll say that again. I don't always get every decision right, but you need to know in every decision my heart is right. My heart is always pure. It's not personal. Some decisions that we make that you will look on and think, why have they made those decisions? We've made them because we have the bigger picture and you don't. Hello? And when we start second guessing, when we start just trying to work things out, From our own position, I'm telling you, trust becomes so low, it becomes so slow, and the cost is so high. And I, for one, I'm giving you a warning, I'm not prepared to keep spending lots of cost on this. I'm not being poor, I'm just not prepared to keep doing it. I want to trust you, and I need you to trust us. Now remember, we're not speaking into this because there's a problem, because there isn't. We're trying to help us to get from here to here quickly so we can really fulfill. Do you not know that God's got thousands prepared for us in Arena Church? It's not just rhetoric. He has. But we will never fulfill it if we do not deal with this particular subject matter of trust. When you trust people, you just say, let me use Steve as an example. As we trust Steve, we say to Steve Holmes, Steve, just whatever's in Steve, Steve, just go for it. I don't need to know all the details. Just go for it. I'm able to say that. Why? Because I trust him. And because he trusts me. And we trust Steve. Are you hearing me this morning? Things accelerate so greatly. These young guys, I don't need to say to them, you know, well, I need to analyze everything. No, I trust you guys. You trust us. You won't always get things right. Neither will I, but we trust your heart. Now move forward. What's that doing is it's empowering them to another illustration because again, Covey goes on to say this. Are you still with me this morning? Is this helpful? Some of you find it helpful, but I'm, I'm not sure about some others. But low, high. Okay. Where trust is high, okay, lots of high, progress is really fast. How can I describe this? I know how I'll do it. He's running with the wind. Can you see it? It's just behind him. Progress is, I'm just a brilliant drawer of me. It's just, I have an anointing. It really is an anointing. Oh, it'll be a masterpiece. In fact, let me just sign it. There we are. If anybody wants to take it and frame it, John, forget yours. If you want to frame that, that's classic stuff. 
But here, trust is high, progress is fast, but get this, cost is low. You're not spending rafts of time on this stuff. Let me use Lisa as the example here this morning. Everybody knows that Lisa is our community coordinator, community stroke manager. She's the newest member of staff on in terms of heading up an area. I want to tell you, cost with Lisa is very low. It is with all the guys actually who are dead close. Cost is very low. Why is that? Oh, because trust is very high. Does she always get every decision right? No. Do I always get every decision right, Lisa? No. But trust is high because our hearts are always right. And guess what now? Progress is fast. I'm amazed by what God's doing in community. I'm amazing, amazed at the doors that are opening. We haven't even thought about some things and things. I mean, we have meetings with people who say, I want to get on board. And there's all kinds of things. Why is that? Because trust is high. And if we just allow trust to build in us, not second guessing, not checking and analyzing, then progress becomes really, really fast. Can we just run this DVD? It's very American. It's only two minutes. Please stick with it. It's very, you know, how you doing, man, you know, kind of. But just stay with it. Sorry if you're an American. I love Americans, so I'm not. But just stay with it, and then we'll watch it, and then we'll come back. Thank you. We're not about to go through the all five waves of trust. 
But what I do want to say is this, and that was a true story. In the middle of New York, New York, Jim sets up the vent and realizes that there's an issue here. He's losing business. He's losing custom. Forget the business and custom here. The issue here was trust. And as a result of trust, he was able to move the queues through quicker and actually built goodwill amongst his clientele. The issue is trust. And to quote Covey, it starts where? Or do this. It starts where? With me. Starts with me. Now, I'm not going to go through all those five, five areas. Trust me, I just want to just take, you know, some thoughts around what I can see uh, as trust, uh, the, 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 the theme of trust, and just try and lay that before us. So, let me just say a few things. There's going to be some headlines here, working on the basis of what we've just seen here, and I, I, I trust you've got that. First of all, I want to say is this. Trust is, is built over time. It's never assumed. I understand there's some people, when I came here 13 years ago, you didn't trust me then. And in a year on, you still didn't trust me. But I trust that over time, you've begun to trust me. Because trust is never assumed, it's built over time. There's some people who come into the life of the church, and we want to tell you that we want to get to that point of where we're able to trust you as quick as we can. Now, I understand there's some people who want to come, I'm jumping ahead of myself, who want to come in and wreck this thing called church. There are people who want to destroy this thing that come church. The Bible calls them wolves in sheep's clothing. I want to tell you, if you're here this morning, we will never trust you. And God, we will keep praying that you'll give us discernment to identify who you are. I trust that you're not here this morning. Because actually, we don't want, we're not taking a free-for-all here. But what I am working from is a position of trust where we actually think the best of people. I've already alluded to it. I'm not talking about when I use the word trust, perfect, perfection. Because the fact is, in, in any relationship, we make vows to trust one another. And I realized, although my wife is on the, is on the platform here and will be in, in a, um, a month's time, we'll be celebrate, celebrating 21 years of marriage. And we, we determined, yeah, that's a big deal, isn't it? And we determined, we determined to trust one another. Now, Am I working from the basis of a trust because she's perfect? She's not perfect. No, I'm not being funny. She's not perfect. But if you ask Caroline, we'd be very firm of one another. I'm not perfect. So it's not trust from perfection. It's, again, from heart. In all matters, she's got my heart, best interest, and I've got her best interests at heart. So that's the basis that trust works from. Trust only works out of being brought close. You see, when we're brought close, we then see behaviors, we see beliefs, we see passions and attitudes, words and actions. They're all exposed as we come close. Trust comes out of heart. A willingness to come close and to give away. Trust only works out of the ability to say the honest truth and not just say the things that we think that person wants us to hear. Are you hearing me? I get very, very concerned when I think that people are telling me what I want to hear. That is not 
helpful to me. Neither is somebody spouting their mouth off and spewing up and kicking off. That isn't helpful. What I need is somebody who's close to me, who has my interests at heart, and they say, you know what, Christian, I just want to just talk to you, if I may, just about this particular thing. That's what I need to hear. You don't need to hear me, yeah, you're doing all right, guys, when you're not really. That's not trust. We'll come on to that in the ensuing weeks as we deal with conflict. What do we do with conflict? Because most people don't like conflict, so they say all nice things, but then they go away, and what do they do? Hello? Hello? 